You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? with Jay Dubs and Rocky. And Nora. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rockin' Royal Oak, Michigan. Be sure to find us at podcastdetroit.com. What time is it? It's Nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. Yes. Happy, Happy hump day. Hump day. I know guess what? what? I know what that means now. You do? Yes, you taught me that last week. Yeah. Great. <laughs> and we taught you last week because Greg Stryker is back yes. in the house. Thank you for having me again. Thank, Thank you, you so, much, so much, Rocky. So much. Thanks for clapping. Thanks for texting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm, hey, I'm posting a link oh. on my Instagram <laughs> oh. to the show right now. Okay. So yeah, better late than never. I'm working. Don't better, worry. Yeah, better late than never, right, Rocky? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, but anyway, so... Last week, we had Greg Stryker in the house, and it was a great interview. And I just kind of want to talk a little bit about how I, how the universe works. So uh, one of the things that I absolutely loved about your interview last week is is just how transparent you are. Because, you know, for those of us that are not musicians, we're not entertainers, we don't stand up on stage and have all these people cheer, it, it, we're, we're mesmerized by people like you because it seems like it's just a life of fun and it's easy and glamorous and you were so real about telling us you know the the struggles and the downside of the business and and really how difficult this journey is to pursue mm-hmm. sure. so it, it was a great interview the link is up um, you got to check it out um, Greg is also a songwriter and he uh, if you are interested in having uh, co-writing or learning or just having him help you start with some new songs he does have a business that he does do that and you can get a hold of him his link is up on our page or you can go to Greg Stryker Facebook and, and and message him, and um, and yeah, I mean, you have some amazing talent uh, well, work you. with you because thank you. he, you've worked with some amazing people. So one of the things that happened was a, a little little turn of events. Yes. We always talk about connecting the dots on yes. the show, and yes. you know, it's a big part of when we interview people. Right. You know, we tell them to connect the dots. Looking back on their successes, connect the dots to where you're at today. So right. here's a little connect the dots for you. Okay, so we had um, this. Today was open. We were going to take today off because right. on Saturday we had um, we interviewed the guys from Rocks TV, which is their uh, their guys. They have this great channel and website and everything, and they promote all underground music. Okay. So um, Casper, Bob, and Sid, we were out with the, uh, them and T Money Green at the shipping yard over the weekend in Detroit. We, yep, in Detroit. So we were with on T Money show, and um, so we were going to post it. On Wednesday, we saved this day for us to have, uh, you know, to broadcast that show. So, and normally um, we schedule three to six months. Yeah, we're out. we've we're booked through yeah, the new year. Yeah, we never really so, have an opening right away. And I yeah. get two in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, okay, this guy, Mr. This guy Stryker. over here, okay? striker. Yes, <laughs> he says to us when we're leaving last yeah. week, last Wednesday, he said, you know. I think I could probably get Eddie money on your show. Yeah. And we're and, like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, we're like, okay, you know, all right, all right you know. Yeah. And, and then two days later, was it two days later yeah, he called Yeah, about two or three days later yeah. he calls and says, I have a guest for you. And, of course, I'm not thinking Eddie money. I know he's connected to a ton of people. So yeah. I said, who? Who's? He said, Eddie money. I'm like, no way. 
You got to be kidding me. <laughs> I was even scared to post it because I'm like, I, I was gonna, not going to happen. I was just going to pretend to be Eddie Money. That's what I yeah. was going to do. I was going to Eddie Money over here. Oh, you should have What's going like on today? You guys like, you know, like, I should have saved all that money. Oh. I should have sold all those records. You sound just like him. Well, we're going to get him on the phone right, right now because I know you've been talking to him all morning. All morning. And I actually got uh, to talk to him on the phone just a few minutes before the show started. Uh, so I'm. She did I'm very really, good. I'm did really she? excited yeah, about she was that. Awesome. I know. We're really nervous. Well, We're yeah, very so. nervous. You, so. you opened up for him. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, then they connect the dot. Yeah, I know. You're Never sitting here with that. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was like so. the start of you getting oh, where yeah. you're rolling. Right. That was you know? the kickstart to my momentum. Yeah, right. for yeah. sure. Which we have right. to bring up Yeah, to I know. I do want to. Because I mean, I doubt he remembers me. But no, I talked yeah. to him about you. Oh, did you? I have a funny. Well, before we get him on the show, though, I do have to say. No, let's do it once we get him on. Okay. Well, I. No, okay. I don't want. Wait, I don't wait, want wait, Eddie wait. to know this so, part, though. So we're so. gonna we're gonna call him, and then we're gonna explain the format, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna do the intro. Okay. Are this we is on? the behind the scenes here. We're still rolling okay. here. Okay. All right. And uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, so are he... we on the air? Yeah, we're oh, on the we're air. On the air. Okay. Yeah. There is. I was about to. Hello. Hello. Hi, Eddie Money here. How are you guys doing? Mister okay? Money. Eddie, what's up, buddy? Striker here. Striker, Jackie Wallace, and Rocky oh, Wallace. Hello. And our and our wonderful uh, technician here, Jessica, is in the house as well. Uh, so, thank you for call or for allowing us to uh, to interview right. you today. I know it's early where you're at, but before we get started, we want to go ahead and just set up the show for the listeners today. Our segment is called well, the show's called the Nooner Show, and our segment every week right. is called I saw that. What's the Wish, What's the Way, and What's in the Way? And we interview people every week about how they figure out what their calling is or their purpose is and how they pursue it. And nobody's done that more successfully okay. than Eddie Money. So, Rocky, can you introduce our guest? All right. So, okay, I, great. We had to shorten this intro a little bit from what we originally had written, That's but okay. uh, <laughs> uh, figuring out what your purpose and then using it to change the world is what many people dream of doing. Some 50 years ago today, a young New York City police officer put his career on hold to follow the song in his heart. That decision to leave a world of certainty to enter a world of uncertainty proved to be his calling. We are talking about multi-platinum recording artist with over 20 million records sold, Mr. Eddie Money. Welcome to the show, Mr. Money. Thank you, guys. I really put it. What a great little intro. I wish my wife was a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have the full the full intro on our yes on our site, but is, yeah, and even that had to be shortened. I know because with everything you have going on, right. uh, And congratulations on your hit reality show now. So you're a rock icon and now rock star reality uh, show, Real Money, which was renewed for a second season by Axis TV. Uh, and I'm I'm excited to get into that and talk about everything else because I know you've got a musical, you've got a new album in the works, which we get to hear three of the songs today. Woo-hoo. We're going to play yeah, that's those. Very exciting. But for people that don't know, well, especially, I'm very happy. About, I'm, yeah, I'm very happy about putting my songs on the air. I mean, nobody's heard it. And if any city in the world I wouldn't want to, to debut my new album, it would have to be the short. That's oh, awesome. that's fantastic. Hey, it's an awesome. honor you don't even I mean, understand that you've yeah. just bestowed this, upon yeah, us. Yeah, this is yeah. a, a big <laughs> this is honor. Huge. Uh, but take us to a little bit, give us a little bit of the backstory for the, the people that don't know, because in Detroit, you are synonymous with uh, the start of summer. Like there, the calendar needs to be redone here in Detroit because it's not when school's out. It's not in June. It's when Eddie Money shows up. That is the start of summer. It's an Eddie Money summer. It yep. is an Eddie Money summer. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. My daughter, Olivia, has been going to your concert, skipping school, her friend skipping school in high school uh, to go to, to because that was the start of summer. And it's it's amazing to me that year after year, all these different generations generations celebrate the same way here in Detroit when you come in town and they all know your lyrics, but take us back to how did you get into music before we fast forward to where you're at today? Well, you know, I was, I, I found out the best way to, to, to debate the, to debate the Chili's in high school. If you were too skinny to play football is being the rock band. I was in the rock band, <laughs> was in, the rock band in high school. We were called the Grapes of Rat, and uh, I had a wonderful time. Then I went on the police department, but my band moved out to California, and they really wanted me to move out to California and, and be, be the lead singer and become famous. Of course, that never happened, and I quit the police department. My father was patrolman of the year. They weren't too happy about that, but I moved out to California, and then eventually, 
I got a deal from uh, Columbia Records on, and, and Bill Graham was was my actually my manager, the legendary Bill Graham, and right. uh, we did a show. It was called Sounds of the Cities, and we were they, and that they videotaped it, and you know we had Baby Hold On and everybody rocked a lot of great songs, and then I got a record deal, and you know the rest is all history. But you know I've been doing this for so long, that uh, but I tell you, I started playing Detroit. Back in like 1976, I was very good friends with the MC5. Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know the guys from the guys from Grand Funk Railroad, Mark Papano and I were really good friends. I'm very good friends with Anita Baker. And to like have like to have a Bob Seger sitting in the audience or a Kid Rock or Anita Baker coming to your show. You know, I tell you, I, I, this, what could you ask for? I couldn't ask for anything more. Right. I mean, and, then, and, and then you get me there too, Eddie. Yeah, and then Greg Stryker in the audience. <laughs> well, when you go back and, and you look at that, because there's so many people that we interview that are aspiring musicians that would, you know, just dream of having that. When you went out to to California, did did you set out to have this kind of career? Did you think this was possible or did you hesitate at all that it was maybe a far-fetched dream? Well, when I first got out to California, I was trying to get back on my parents' good side, which is very tough. My father was a cop. <laughs> oh, I know about that. <laughs> so I, st- I, started, I started working at J.C. Penney's and I couldn't believe it. I was a receiving clerk out there. And you know, you know the white sales only sheets they have at J.C. Penney's. I was ready to shoot myself. It was a very hard job. I might as well get back into rock and roll. So I met a couple of guitar players that played for the legendary John Lee Hooker out of Berkeley, oh, California. Wow. And I joined that band and eventually became and I had a great guitar player. And we sold about 32 million albums. I should have saved the money. Who knew, huh? Wow. <laughs> what, what, how do you think, what, what was the secret? How, how did you, have you stayed relevant like this, you know, for so long and now venturing into different things? What is the secret? Uh, you got to come up with something that people can relate to. I mean, who wouldn't want two tickets to paradise? Who doesn't want to take somebody at home tonight? Who doesn't think they're in love? I mean, all my lyrics, you know, they're all about, the average American people, but my fans, I write a lot of songs in the third person. And, you know, I mean, I've got a lot of hits and, you know, it's, it's been, you know, I tell you, the last time I did a show in Detroit, I got a perfect story for you. I was singing two tickets to paradise and the place was packed to the rafters. And I looked down and this very attractive young lady, I noticed that she was crying. Oh, wow. I mean, you know, I make up was running down the cheeks, like a little girl who lost a puppy. So I was singing two tickets. I couldn't talk to her, but when the guitar solo came around, I bent down and said, hey, baby, she said, you're standing on my fingers. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say maybe she uh, found something really profound here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, so I got to say, so you probably don't, I'm, I'm sure you don't remember me. You meet people all the time, but I opened for you years ago and and uh my band did at the time um and that for me was such like meeting you and you were just like you know you picture i, I think of any money and i think okay untouchable yeah i'm untouchable. not even gonna look him in the eye right, like i'm right, you know right. i am this peon nobody here from detroit and you know meeting you you were just so gracious and so kind to us and meeting you and performing on stage and sharing the stage with you and being able to say that was such a pivotal moment for me and something i will never forget right um, did you have an experience you know, I, like that when you that, were coming up? Like, I remember that. I do. I remember. I remember that night. To tell you the truth, I think the reason I was so nice to you is because you were kicking ass out there. You guys had a great show. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I know. Can we. Wow. I'm going to save this recording yeah. forever. Yeah. 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 Save this recording <laughs> and, and put it on your phone so when you're hey, down. I remember, yeah. I, remember, I remember coming up and talking to you and thanking you because you guys really. You know, it, when when you got an opening act that was as good as you guys, oh. everybody's gonna really love the show. It was, it was really a fantastic show. Thank you. Wow, yeah, that was the first night that I. That was the first night I ever got on stage with you, Eddie. I remember that. Yeah, that was the same yep. night. Right. So, yep. were there? Who was the like? Was there an artist or an experience like that for you that kind of just was like a pivotal moment in your career, like when early you were on? Coming up. Yeah, like in your come up. 
I got Katie Keith. I've been listening to music from Detroit since I'm about 11 or 12 years old. There was a band called Terry Knight and the Pack. You know, and then they did all these great songs like I Don't Have Nothing and all these great songs. And then Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels, mm-hmm. who I idolized like you would never believe, they started doing all these Terry Knight and the Pack songs. So, I mean, my whole, I mean, I mean, to me, my connection with Detroit, I mean, you know, just like Greg Stryker. Greg Stryker is an amazing writer. He works with Cracker. He's a sweet out of a guy. He's got his white dad. He's got a really pretty girlfriend. I hope she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was it about Greg when you met him? Because I know you've met a, a lot of people. Um, but what was it about Greg that um, you knew was a good connection well, I met him, to I met work him, with? I met him down in Florida. And then when he started playing guitar, we were in somebody's basement. And I really realized that the kid was not only a good guitar player, he was a good lyricist. And his heart and his voice really matched well with mine. And we just, we started seeing a lot of harmonies and a lot of work. And I don't know, we've been friends for over 20 years. We've been friends a long time. Yeah, we've been friends a long time. And and let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, Eddie. I got to tell you, I should have saved the money. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll smack him for you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you, brother. I really appreciate you being here today. Um, You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. I got a, I've got a couple of friends of mine, a couple, a couple that I know that live in Detroit, and they actually used to work for the circus. They worked for the greatest show on earth. Wow. And I know that they wanted to, they told me that they they wanted to adopt a child. So they went down to the adoption and see the lady was really super uptight, you know, an old lady behind the desk. And she said, we don't really think that circus is too, too conducive, you know, for raising children. And the guy thought about it and said, you know, I really think the ticket, the kid would be great in mathematics for adding up tickets. And the wife said, the kid would be great in geography because everybody in the circus is from all over the world. We got a vacuum recall 24 hours a day. Why wouldn't it be conducive to raise children? And the lady turned around and said, well, we kind of, we kind of, kind of, we considered, do you guys want to adopt a boy or a girl? And he said, that doesn't make any difference as long as the kid can fit in the town. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Actually, that's my favorite joke. That's my favorite joke of all. Yeah, I love that joke. I use that. I use that joke every day now. People laugh so hard at it. That's very funny. funny. Oh my god. Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit to this record that you have coming out. Um, Do you have is there there a release date? Well, I finished using Waddy Mattel, who's a guitar player for Stevie Nicks and Joe Wolf, and Keith Richards, a great guitar player. And what what this is, this is a record I got coming out right now, is a combination of really great songs. I think this record's almost as good as, maybe even as big as the No Control record. I mean, that's, that's so huge. Big that wow. I, yes, that's huge. It's all about my life. I mean, I mean, it's about, I wanted to write a song about what it's like to be married and have kids and be in the business and stuff like that. And uh, then I wrote another song about just the way that we roll. And I remember fighting with my wife one night, and of course she called the cops on me, and I wound up in the back of a cop car. I, I, but, hey, Eddie, Eddie, though, can I? I want to tell you, I remember the moment that you you were you were on uh, your TV show singing her that song from your car. I've never laughed so hard in my life. That was so funny. She's looking at you like, yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah. that's not going to fly. <laughs> but I just listened to it, and it's, it's amazing. Right, I can't no. wait for you to play it on the air here. Well, what song? We're going to start with one more solo. Do we, we, yeah, one more song to come on the song that I put, to, that I put together with Greg. Now, Greg, what I really liked about Greg is my brother served in Vietnam. I've got nephews that have been in the service. And Greg is very close to, to, to military. Just like I was very close to military. You know, we did the video. And I thought the song, One More Soldier, we kind of rewrote it to make it about everybody. And it's one of my favorite songs that I do live. And then I'm also the uh, the ambassador for Pets for Vets. Right. So if anybody is... buys a t-shirt of my if anybody buys a t-shirt of my show, uh, a lot of the money will go to Pets for Vets, which well, is a great organization. Yeah. You know, they take care of these. They, they teach these dogs who they're putting to sleep. And you know, you see them on TV, the ASPCA freezing with the chains around the necks. So well, what they do is they teach these dogs how to take care of these wounded veterans. And it's really it's a great organization. That sounds that like amazing. a great organization. Um, so let's right now take a, a, a little station break and we're going to play One More Soldier. And this is Eddie Money. And we'll be right back with Eddie. Yes. 
Was uh, thirty years yeah. in, he just passed yeah. away. Oh, so yeah, wow. thirty years, a full bird colonel. Wow. Yeah. And we got a lot of friends in the military. I mean, we got. I mean, the military is, is just you know, we got the greatest country in the world. But I tell you, the reason we got the greatest country in the world is because we've got a very strong military. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it is. You know, I wouldn't trust those Russians as far. I wouldn't trust those Russians as far as I could throw them. <laughs> 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 so now right. you, you are also uh, your reality show. Let's talk about that because uh, it's part of Access TV and it's uh, a glimpse inside life with a rock star and his family. And I love how you talk about your kids and call them dysfunctional. <laughs> so was was that a hard transition or like for your family, especially your wife to, you know, have a camera around all the time? 
Well, to tell you the truth, I mean, the kids, uh, they drive me nuts, and Dennis has got his own band, and now his girlfriend's living with us, too, and she's over in Turkey visiting her parents. I don't know what's going on, but I got five kids in the house, and I got, and we got nine dogs, right? Just now my wife just got another great thing popular, which is, which is amazing, but I mean, it's very busy, but I mean, the reality show... I met this guy, Mark Cuban. Right. And one thing I liked about Mark Cuban, number one, I'm a big basketball fan. He owns the Dallas Mavericks. But yeah, he just took the time to come out with me and met my wife. It was really nice to my kids. And a lot of people really think the show, and Sammy Haig is a very good buddy of mine. And he, he talked me into doing the show. And a lot of people think the show is, is really funny. And I, I thought that the, some of the show was really funny. I liked the one that we did the horse riding episode. And I was standing next to the horse and I gave a horse an apple. And I turned around and said to the horse, why are you so bummed out? Why the long face? <laughs> I, was talk, I, was talk, I was talking to the horse, but, but but there's a lot of funny stuff in the show. And what I did is I did the show because I want to help the kids out. You know, Desmond's got a career. Whoops. And then I criticized the kids because I wanted to be good. And my wife said to me, quit picking on the kids. What are you, Joe Jackson for Christ? <laughs> 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 What? How did you feel when your kids uh, decided that they wanted to per- pursue uh, entertainment for a career? I'll tell you the truth. Uh, this guy, Donnie Cromwell, who was my bass player, uh, he, Desmond, I had no idea. Desmond started writing songs. And next thing I know, he wanted to hook up with Donnie, my bass player. I was on the road. I knew nothing about it. And then he, he was working with Donnie, and I came home. And he gave me this this tape that he did, and there was about four or five songs in it. And I tell you, I just sat down and almost cried. Wow. I, had, I said, "My kid is so talented," and I never pushed him into it. I never worked with him. I never, you know, I never played music with any of my kids. But they, they went out on their own. Jessica's an excellent singer. Yes, amazing. Like singer. Amazing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What What advice did you give them I, uh, about the music business, like to prepare them? I told him, why don't you go back to school and try to become a dentist? <laughs> <laughs> or a police officer, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Wow. No, I mean, it's, it's good that they're out there having fun. And it's a lot of fun getting on stage and playing with Jessica and having, having uh, Desmond do a couple of songs. Right. And have Julian on drums, you know. And, and then, you know, my wife's going to be, I, I thought that, you know, Plus, I like using the kids because I can always rip them off. I can't rip off my regular kids. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. He's dead at heart. You know, I, I, I just, my wife says to me, Dad, you owe me $400 for the show. I said, go talk to your mother. <laughs> so it's like it's like every other family, yeah. then, right? <laughs> go, go talk to your mom. Go right. talk to your dad. What? What? And I went. To, I went. I went to. I went to the doctor a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you know, because I lost all this weight. Everybody said you, you lost weight. You look amazing. I said, "Well, that's great." I stepped on the scale. I started on the heavier side, and the doctor had me get on the scale. I said, "So, what are you bitching about? Look at all the weight I'm losing." And the doctor said to me. Put you on the heel down. <laughs> <laughs> no, you look. Hey, you look great, and you look in shape. You look great. And you look you wonderful. You sound yeah. fantastic. And that's I the tell, thing about I you. My, I tell my. Go ahead. I tell my wife I love this. She says. I tell my wife I love this. She says, "Get off me." <laughs> <laughs> this show sounds fantastic. It's on Sundays, right? Sunday at uh, what time? Nine o'clock, I think. Uh, on Access TV. Yeah. I don't have enough money. Yeah. We got cable, yeah. so I got to talk to Eddie on the phone. Eight thirty, nine o'clock. Access TV, and it's a glimpse into your world, and it sounds just as dysfunctional as all of our world. And that, that's kind of what's surprising, I think, is you don't expect that from Eddie Money. You think that the world's going to be perfect, and that the kids do clean up and they do take the garbage out, but they don't. We actually, we did a segment yesterday and all the kids were bowling. We did this big bowling episode and, you know, the kids are really competitive and, you know, I was, I was bowling like Stevie Wonder at night. You know, I was <laughs> bowling. Bowling. Oh, the only reason I bring this up because it, there, was, there was a terrible tragedy at the borderline, at the where the kids go, the kids go and the, 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 the oh, kids right. come oh, and kill right. them. Right. And, 
in more in more park, which is only a couple of exits away from where I live. Wow. And I was down there and they had me I was down there the other day and they had me sign three bowling ball pins oh. and it raised fifteen thousand dollars. Wow. wow. That's I mean, amazing. Signing a couple of bowling ball pins, which was and you know, you gotta remember we had the fires out here. I mean, I was stuck in my house for like eight days. The cops wow. wouldn't let you leave the house or go out to the house. Wow. And, it, and it happened right after the uh, right after these kids got killed at the borderline. Yeah. So we had a tough couple of weeks, I gotta tell you. Right, wow. right. Wow. That's crazy. Oh man. So when um uh, and what's going on with the musical now? I got a musical uh, it's called um Two Tickets to Paradise. It's really a great musical. I mean, I want to see Jersey Boys. And Jersey Boys reminded me so much of the camaraderie that I had with my original band from high school, the Great Sarant. So I came out and go, you know what? I'm watching Jersey Boys. And then in the movie, in the play, he loses a daughter to a drug overdose. Mm. And I was thinking, I was looking at this play. Well, unfortunately, I had a drug overdose too. Right. I was making so much money and I took on this fentanyl, which right. is what killed yeah. Prince and killed uh, and killed Tom Petty. And, but this was like in 1980, 1981. Oh, right. And I turned around and said, this play, reminds me, this play reminds me of me and my career. And I, I wrote the play. It's about me quitting the police department, moving out to California, getting a record deal, having a drug overdose, and at the end of the thing, getting a record deal and having Lori and the kids come out. It's really a great play. Wow. I mean, I, mean, I put it on in Rochester, and, and I, I was going to put the play on soon, but I really don't. With, with the kids' career right now, I mean, back to the shows and everything else like that, and I'm doing a TV show, I don't really have a lot of time for it, you know. Okay, so do you think eventually, though, the, the play will go to every city, or at least to Detroit? I think that the play's going to do really well. I'm going to put my heart and soul into it. As soon as I get a minute, I think. Yeah. But the most important thing to me right now was just this new record I got coming out called "It's a Brand New Day," and I got I got to tell you, ten tracks on this record is like the No Control album. Every song is better than the next one. Wow. They're very honest songs, sincere. My voice sounds great. The musicianship is great on it. Just like one more soldier, the song that I did with Greg. Everybody, they want that song. Are you going to do one more soldier? And then I turn around. And I sell the T-shirts for my soldiers, and we make money for that. We make money for the, uh, for the, you know, for the, for the dogs and the pets, but right. you know, right. for the um, pets for pets, pets for pets. You know. Wow. So, brand new day is the the title track from your show, correct? It's the title track from your show, correct? Brand new day is the title track from the, from the new record. Okay. I'm going on the record. It's a brand new. Okay. Day. okay. And um, and, uh, okay. what was the inspiration and, uh, for that that title? Well, to tell you the truth, uh, I don't need to write a book. Uh, I wrote the, if you listen to the lyrics to the song, it's about me talking about myself and talking about, you know, people that, you know, that aren't around anymore. That's first about losing Bill Graham and another friend of mine. And it's all about, you know, having a wife and having kids. And, you know, I've been, I've been singing all my life. It's a very autobiographical song. And it really, it, it hits, it hits home. I got Whitey with telling guitar, and everybody loves the song. I'm really happy about that. I mean, when I think what? about, I got to thank God every day that I'm still able to write. My voice is holding up, and, uh, right. you know, uh, things are good. You know I mean? Right. I mean, well, let's listen to I that I right Billy now. Joel. I, wish I, I, I wish I had the money Billy Joel had, but I got the hair anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we are going to listen right now to A Brand New Day, and it's not released yet, right? This is not right. Really. This is like no, this is of, cool. The songs, right? Yeah, so we no, get a song. Actually, if you guys, if you're getting me, you're getting me songs before anybody. Wow, so I'm, I'm glad that if people, are, if people, if people are going to hear my songs for the first time in any city in the country. I'm glad it's Detroit. Oh, oh thank yeah, you, it's such an thank honor. you so awesome. much. Awesome. Oh. All right, let's listen to brand new I mean, day. Any money, and we'll be right back. Thank we'll you. Be right back. Burning candles in both ends the way 
Song, Eddie. Eddie, what a great song! That is a great song. I, I, that's an that's anthem. A great song. That's an anthem for everybody. I got, yeah. I got Just hold chills. on, you get through. I got every, chills. Yeah, the lyrics, the story yeah. behind yeah. it. You know, the ups and the downs. I it's mean, your just, life, man. Yeah. It's, well, it's, 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 but you know what? It's relatable. It's relatable yeah. to everybody. Mm-hmm. That's right. everybody's life. Right. The peaks, the highs, the lows, right. the pain yeah. points. And it's a brand new day. Just hold on because you're going to get to that brand new day. I love it. Which is a perfect theme yeah. for the show. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> love, love it. it. Blow it away. Thank you so much, guys. I can't tell you how much I appreciate, I appreciate that. And just having the fact that it's, it's been, you know, that you guys got a great show. I've heard a lot about the show. Thank Thanks you. so much for having me on. And to have people in Detroit listen to Brand New Day, One More Soldier, and the new song, Just the Way We Roll. I mean, it's just really, it's a real honor. It's a lot of, I'm really glad I decided to do this interview. Me too, Eddie. Oh, yes, Eddie, we're so glad. <laughs> <laughs> we, our uh, honor is all our yes. the, the way we roll, the way we roll rocks, man. I listened yeah. to it, I was like, this so old Eddie money. You're right, it's like old school Eddie. It's so good. We're we're gonna we're Great gonna too. we're gonna, right. we're gonna, we're gonna I, I got I gotta cut in. Okay, go ahead. I, go ahead the two of these at, so okay. we're sitting across the table from each other here and the two of them are just going on. We're so I, on I got I know I gotta well, cut and here's my way a funny here. thing. While that song was playing, we were all doing air guitar and pretending I like the, we were I took in the, the bass. band. I was, yeah. the <laughs> and, I was drumming. Yeah, and I was doing the tambourine. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, this is gonna we're gonna be putting this video up on YouTube. Oh for sure. One hundred percent. Anyway, go ahead. so I do have to ask, um, Walk me through your writing process. So like when you, you know, I mean, you've written so many smash hits and, you know, songs that have just like 
transcended time. What is the process? Like, do you come up with a, you know, a lyric first and then come up with the music or does it change like in, cause I know you work with so many different people as well. How does that process work for you? Well, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll, uh, I'll come up like a baby hold on to me. I'll come up with the chorus first or, or a two ticket to paradise. Well, what I write paradise with Thank you bags will leave tonight. You know, I mean, it, it's like, Sometimes you start off writing uh, writing a song that's the chorus or the verse. Like Brand New Day, I wrote the chorus last because I wanted to explain to everybody what the song was all about, about me, me leaving home and my mother passing away. And, you know, I mean, it's a really great song. But then I wrote the chorus last. But, yeah. But if you saw songs like Baby Hold On and Two Tickets, I wrote the chorus first. You know? Wow. And then did you take those? So you wrote the chorus first and then do you take it to the band and then you guys, your musicians, like, kind of work it through it or did you kind of like say you know here's here's how this is going well you know when you start writing songs i mean i took piano lessons when i was a kid and this uh, dominican nun teach me how to play piano with a cork <laughs> with, a, with a spidery stick with a cork on the end then you look at it, it looks like a bulldog in a hammock. I mean, so like that, that's the secret to success. I learned, how to play, I, I learned how to play piano when I started writing, and I started writing and playing songs on the piano. And, uh, you know, I went to junior college like everybody else in the world. I mean, uh, I mean, I was very lucky. You know, I mean, I had a great career. And, uh, of course, I've had, you know, I've had, you know, bad things happen in my career. But uh, it happens, to, it can happen to anybody. Right, you know? right. I mean, people said to me, how did you ever OD? I said, how do you think I, I said it was free. <laughs> how do you think it was free? Do you think I paid to OD? You think I paid to OD? <laughs> Now, I, I read, or I think it was with the Dan Rather interview, that you said when that happened, when you OD'd and you were in the hospital and you were looking up at the doctors, that all of a sudden on the radio, uh, your song started oh, playing. Um, Baby, uh, Baby, Baby, hold on. Yeah. Is that true? You know, i, I got to tell you, as God is my witness, that really, really happened. Wow. I was coming to in a twilight state, and I'm looking it up with all these people with these green hats on and these green masks on and two tickets comes on the radio and they're going to be that baby old on that's Eddie Woody. What do you mean? He's right. He's up. He's on the table. It was like a bad dream. Just, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, you know what's, wow. what's crazy about that? that actually, is, actually, Eddie, what's crazy about that? The last time I OD'd, I woke up to Muzak. I didn't wake up to me. So I thought I'd hear me on the radio. <laughs> it never happened. Hey, you know what? But you, the good news is you woke up. I did wake up. I never woke really OD'd. So. Yeah. Okay, that was yeah. just a joke. Okay, just a little Ed, humor. Eddie, with, every, with, with that experience, and, you know, I, I know, like, any successful person, you have to have the uh, lows to, to go with the peaks um, and the pain points and everything else. Was there ever a time when you thought about giving up? You know, I never really wanted to ever give up because, you know, it's like my first song on the first song. I want to be a rock and roll star. And then since I was young, I'd sing it at home, those crazy songs I heard on the radio. My mother would jump and shout and say, what's all that notes all about? And to quietly turn it down the back to him and say, I've always wanted to be a rock star. I was one of the lucky ones that became a rock star. I mean, I did Saturday Night Live. I played with The Who. I was right. on the road with the Rolling Stones. I mean, like, you know. I mean, I came out the same year as Tom Petty. I mean, we did a million shows. Yeah. And I've had a lot of fun. But then again, you know, I mean, having a drug overdose and not being able to walk for an entire year right. and using a walker. I was actually using a walker wow. to get from my to get from my bedroom to my music room to work with the legendary Tom Dowd when I was putting the no control album together. Wow. wow. And that's all we know with the I mean, I've had a lot of The words to no control are completely that story, right? Yeah, I don't, you know, I tell you, I don't get loaded anymore. Now it's kind of like life of Betty Ford. It's the Eddie Money Show. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe for you, but not for the people in the audience. Because <laughs> I know we go. My yeah. kids go. I know. I've talked to people. I've talked to people and said that more people, more people drink in Eddie Money shows than any of the act we have in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they love to drink in my shows. You know? What? 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 When you think back of of this uh, amazing career that you, that you have and uh, that you're still, tra you know, changing into different directions now and trying new things with the reality show, the musical, 
Um, what What's the best advice that you ever got that, that just has stayed with you that maybe was something that you've kept in the back of your mind that got you through all this? Well, yeah, it's like growing up and, you know, going to Catholic school and having a mother and dad that loved you, but they were not into the rock and roll at all, I'll tell you the truth. But uh, I think, you know, the way I was raised, I had very, I had very loving parents. Of course, they were, they, they were completely bananas. When I quit the police department, my father was patrolman of the year, and then I moved out to California. And the next year, I got busted for marijuana plants that my roommate was throwing. It wasn't even mine. Oh, uh, you know, and, you know, and, all, and all started, then the story of my life started coming out before me. But uh, we've had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of ups and downs. But, I mean, the fact that I'm, uh, you know, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not getting loaded. I mean, uh, I, don't want, I didn't want the kids, you know, growing up thinking their father was like a pothead or an alcoholic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Things like that. But, you know, I'll tell you, I do my best to uh, to stay sober. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I mean, when I think about how high I used, but then again, I never really got loaded when I was working because uh, Bill Graham was a very tough boss. And, you know, he was at a, he was out of Berlin in Europe. I mean, he walked out of Berlin with 500 kids and walked to Paris, 250 of them died on the way. Right. Bill Graham was my manager, you know, right. he died tragically in a helicopter accident. But, um, right. You know, I, I was raised by great people. I had a great manager, had a great record company. I got good friends that are talented, like that includes Greg. Thank you, and, sir. Um, Thank it's you. been a lot of fun. I met Kid Rock, and I, when I met Kid Rock, I thought he was a really, I thought he was really a super on the obnoxious side, meeting him. But the one thing I liked about Kid Rock is that he was nice to my kids. Aww. He was Aww. a complete jerk to me. Which I didn't <laughs> he was nice to my kids. <laughs> God. <laughs> What's the one thing that uh, you hope your kids really learn from you? And really even f- and, and from Lori, too, because you guys have had a successful marriage, which is also unheard of in the entertainment business over 30 years, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so what's the one My- thing that, that you both uh, really want your kids to uh when it's all said and done, really to take away from uh, being raised by by both you and Lori? Well, I don't want kids out there drinking and driving. Mm -hmm. Alcoholism, it runs in my family. My my grandfather, both my grandfathers were alcoholics. I got a brother that drinks like a fish to this day. And my my sisters got got their act together. Oh, by the way, speaking of my wife and I, we're going to be on TV, uh, this Thursday at nine thirty in the morning. I don't want you guys to miss it. Oh, what? Uh, what, what? What's yeah, going to be on? Is Eddie? it on Access or? No, it, it, we're going to be on Divorce Court. Every time, dude. I thought you were serious. I, I, I'm Every ready time. to write it down. I know so they were about to like share it. a link. I, and... I'm thinking about this girl's fingers and she's crying and you're stepping on her hands. You're killing me, dude. Oh, killing geez. me, man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, well, okay. So, when is the album going to be released? Uh, the record's going to be released. You know what they're trying to do is they're trying to put the record together at the same time as the reality the reality show stop again. Okay. Now, when will now that as far be? as the reality show goes, uh, you know, I, I wish I would have made the reality show like ten years and ten pounds ago. Oh, <laughs> so I look myself on TV and go, wow, who wants to watch this? The people, the, the people think the show was really funny. I mean, I think you know, maybe it would be funny if I was looking at somebody yeah. else. I it's think. a great show, Eddie. Well, people, people love to uh, be able to look into, you know, the life with a rock star. Yeah. What is family like? And it's, 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 I think, very interesting for people like us because yeah. it, it's relatable. You're relatable. Your family's relatable. Right. You know? It's, My, it's funny to me. I watched, the, I watched the episode of you with your, at the you know, go-kart races. Remember the go-kart races and Lori rammed into you oh, and your reaction? You got up yeah. and said, I got to do shows. Yeah, the kid. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do shows. <laughs> well, but, yeah, but the reality show really took off. It was a lot of fun. I guess, yeah. uh, matter of fact, they're shooting, they're shooting the reality show over here today, which is a real drag. So I wanted to have one day where I had to get up and maybe not wash my hair or shave. <laughs> I mean, the TV show is going to be over here in about 20 minutes. What 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 do you do for downtime? I tell you the truth, downtime. I uh, 
I like to lay in bed and do nothing, which my wife really hates. But I get out there and I, I play golf. I get out there and I like to play golf, which is a lot of fun. I'm not really a great golfer by any means, but I do like to play golf. Uh, I like to go in the studio and record new material all the time. I mean, it's always great to have a couple of songs in your back pocket. And, um, you know, like they say, like a writer writes always, a writer always writes. Right, yeah, exactly. right. Two moms yep. in the train, so. yep. Right. Do you? But, I mean, I mean, I get out there. I'm very happy to. I'm, I'm writing a great re- record. I got a song called, uh, you know, I'm, I don't want to be no Western heroes. Another song, another song called uh, "Missing You Blues" with Gary Malibu on drums and Whitey Mattel on guitar. I mean, it's. I think you. I think you guys are really going to love this record. And I'm oh, very, I'm very, sure. very honored to be Not on the record. Anybody- yeah, no kidding. What an honor. Well, oh, Greg, it's an honor having you, Greg. Thank you, sir. Wow. I, I can do anything for you when, uh, I know that, bro. You know, yeah. I like to surround myself. I like to surround myself with talent, and I got to tell you, Greg's a very talented individual. Well, yeah, thank I, you so much. He knows how to work the crowd. If you, anybody, oh, yeah. anybody gets a chance to go see Greg, Greg Stryker, you learned how to work the craft from me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Eddie, you I want to say something to you. We were at Andiamo restaurant, and uh, we did a show together there, and you said to me, who am I? I go, you're Eddie Money. He says, who are you? I said, I'm Greg Stryker. He says, well, don't sing so loud then. <laughs> Put <laughs> so you, you right in your place. That's what you right? said to me. You said, there don't you sing so loud. And then you yeah. said, you, you know how you can lose 40 pounds, Greg? Cut oh. your head off. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's some advice. All right. You know what? Let's play the way we roll because we we get another sneak peek here of an Eddie Money song that has not been released Great yet. Song. So let's Great hear song. yes cuz we we heard this before the show started but it's, before, a, it's a funny song you guys got to kick out of it. All right, we're going to play listening. it right now the way we roll Eddie Money. Thank you. Thank you. 1 2 3 4 
That is a great, great song. song Thank you. Love now, it. Now, is I, I just want to know, is, is Lori going to write one from her perspective? <laughs> I love the verse. How do you know, how do you know when you call 911? <laughs> <laughs> hey, more cowbell. More, cow- more cowbell. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, okay. Said I to me, why, why did you, they said to my wife, why did you call the cops on your husband? She said, he came home. <laughs> I really want to hear her version of yeah. the song. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All three I of know. these songs are yeah. amazing. I, I can't wait for the album. It's called Brand New Day, and it's uh, going to be released uh, when the next season of um, Real Money comes on, right? Yeah, sometimes I, I want to work it out within the next couple of months. I hope so. Okay, happens. okay, fantastic. So pay pay attention to that, everybody. And then uh, Real Money is on Access TV, and it'll give you a glimpse uh, inside the life of a rock star and his rock star family, really. Um, and, and a dysfunctional well, you know, family. Actually, <laughs> it, it, now, listen, guys, but actually, if you do Google Access TV right. and put in, your, uh, put in your zip code, They'll tell you how to get, they'll tell you, to, if you go to Access TV and put in your zip code, they'll tell you how to connect to, connect to the station. Okay, awesome. great. And uh, what, one more thing, because we do have to wrap it up. And again, thank you so much for giving us your time, thank being so you. generous thank with you, your Eddie. time. Thank you, Eddie. Love but, you, brother. Eddie, what is your definition of success? How, do, how would you define success? Hello? Well, I'll tell you the truth, uh, I mean, if you hear about having people know who Mitch Jagger is or people know who, you know, Elizabeth Taylor is. And I mean, having people know who Eddie Money is, it's like, you know, what more could you ask from God Almighty? You know, that that people recognize that I have their name, that I actually put out music and I actually did something. And I'm, you know, just a good American kid that, you know, I mean, I love my fans and I just appreciate the fact that, uh, Somebody up there likes me and, and made me famous. I mean, you know, I mean, I always wanted to be famous, but I got a lot of friends of mine that I hang out with that are famous. But that doesn't mean I still don't go to their shows or hang out with them. Right. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't hang around with a bunch of people that are really big. I hang around with my friends, you know. Well, I think the fact that you uh, figured out what it was that you really wanted to do in life and you pursued it no matter what, and you stayed with it, and you continue to uh, reinvent and try new things, that is the definition, I think, of success. So you want to look up success, you're going to see Eddie Money's name right there. (laughs) Well, to me, um, success is something that involves a lot of talent, a a lot of hard work. But then again, I mean, I do, I, it's a gift. I mean, God is granting me the success that I have, you know, my health. My kids are pretty good. By the way, my son's name is Dez Money, D-E-Z-M-O-N-E-Y. You can Google him and check out his music. It's actually really good. Dez oh, Money great. Excellent. Well, we'll have to have him on the air, listen to his music and, and have him call in. That'd be great. Yeah, we could do that. For he, sure. would lo- he, he would, believe me, he would love that. He would just love it. We'll make that happen. We'll have Greg, Greg, our our guy here, hook us up. Um, Anything else that that we should have asked you or you wish we would have asked you? Uh, We talked about the music. We talked about the camera. But we really covered an awful lot of ground. Thank you. Yeah, we did. You are best. If somebody could call up somebody in the in the eight area call for me and find me somebody that can fix this barbecue, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sure we can make that happen. <laughs> I think Brett would go out. Well, my wife, my wife just got the whole kitchen repainted and, and everything else like that. So I haven't I haven't even even been able to. I mean, this first day I got after chance to have a you know a bowl of shredded wheat without milk because. But the kids were not even starving. Besides that, we had a mandatory evacuation because we were at the Woolsey Fires. All right. I mean, there was fires all over the place in California. Right. Right. Crazy. And it was day after losing those kids at the borderline shooting. Yeah, that was so horrible. So it's been a tough couple of weeks. And I think it's been a very, 
refreshing good time talking to you guys on the on the air, making me feel good about my music. I mean, uh, I'm gonna have a great day. Thanks, you guys. Well, you you you're truly an inspiration yes. for anybody pursuing a dream because it's it's what it takes. It's the ups downs and everything else, and and you haven't stopped. You you figured out what you wanted to do, what your calling was, and you did it no matter what. And that's the inspiration, mm-hmm. and that's what this show is all about. So, on that note, I want to say, don't forget. Sometimes the only mode of transportation available is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith, everyone, and thank you, Eddie Money. Thank, thank you, Eddie, you so, so much, much Eddie. Eddie. Thank, thank you very thank much, you, Ed Striker. Love, thank you, Ed. Love you, man. Thank you. Uh, that's we we had a really fantastic time, and uh, you guys have a great week. And by the way, Merry Christmas, huh? Thank oh, you. Merry Thanks, Christmas to you as well. You too. All right, Ed. All right, thank you. Thank you so much.